0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It wasn't perfect, but the Auburn Tigers get their first win of the season. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into this special live edition as we react to the Auburn Tigers, Auburn basketball getting their first win of the season against Southeastern Louisiana in a game that went how a lot of people thought. I did expect Auburn to pull away more over the course of the game that uh, that precious over underline was was twenty three and a half courtesy of our friends at Fandle. They didn't quite get there, but a 15 point win. Eighty six. Two seventy one, you take it. I'm Zach Blackerby, your host of Locked On Auburn. Thank you so much for making Lockdown On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're solo today. We'll get into that later. But the, the the biggest takeaway to me was how impressive Katie Johnson was, and he did different things that stood out to me. That I said, okay, Katie doesn't always do that. The way Katie Johnson attacked the basket early in this game. I think that's what he does best. You look at his frame, you look at his the, his style of play. I mean, he's an aggressive player, especially defensively. But last year, we saw him want to shoot from deep so often, and it just didn't work as much as we probably thought it should. What he did tonight was great early on, and I had in my notes, I typed it out, and I said, Katie Johnson, when he attacks the basket, he's so much better. And then he started making threes. What he made, was he just, did he just get two? Kind of felt like more. He's two for five from three. So 40%, you take that from behind the arc, especially from the way Katie Johnson was playing outside of that. Always a good defender. He had a a great pass late to Dylan Cardwell, kind of when Southeastern Louisiana wasn't going away. So that was a huge one. Katie Johnson, hats off to you. Incredible game by him. And in fact, if Katie Johnson plays that way throughout the course of the season, I mean, that'd be such a jump from where he was a year ago. Who, I mean, that's almost like getting a new transfer, right? We we talked about the addition of Denver Jones. We talked about the addition of Chad Baker, Mazzara, getting Aiden Holloway, Janie Johnson, Katie Johnson, uh, getting Katie Johnson to play like that. That's kind of how he started his career at Auburn. Sign me up for that any day of the week yes folks in live chat saying um Tosa saying Katie was a spark that we needed to get things going you're absolutely right because the way you saw this game start it was a little slow it was a little sluggish it's like Auburn couldn't get themselves excited for southeastern Louisiana I don't blame them (laughs) I don't blame them um especially you know when you were so psyched up to play Baylor in this big primetime Tuesday night matchup and then you go to that I'm sure that's I'm sure that's tough. I'm sure that's tough. But I thought Katie Johnson was fantastic. That's That was one of my bigger takeaways from this. The next one, Jani Broom. We talked about this a little bit, Daryl and I did, after recapping the loss to Baylor earlier in the week. But he's just moving, I think, more smooth than we saw a year ago. Some of it's post moves. Some of it's just kind of moving around, positioning himself when he doesn't have the basketball. But Janai Broom just seems to be more active, and, and, and I love it. I'm here for it, and it's it's showing up in the stat sheet. Janai Broom led the Auburn Tigers with 18 points. He was 7 of 12 from the field. And weirdly enough, I kind of, I kind of joked that I think he was 2 of 3 from behind the arc against Baylor. Somebody correct me in the live chat if I'm wrong on that. But he was one of one tonight. And once again, normally I'm like, I don't like my centers shooting threes. But if he's gonna be three of four from this season, maybe he should shoot it more. I guess that's something he worked on over the course of um over the course of it. Okay, I gotta acknowledge it. Every comments about yes, I shaved people. I shaved. I shaved. I look 12 now. I'm so sorry. For the audio listeners, um, this doesn't impact you at all. But yes, I shaved. I acknowledge it. I wasn't going to. I was going to ignore it. But all of y'all are commenting about it. So there you go. There you go. But props to Jedi Broom. That that was another takeaway for me. The next one, Aiden Holloway continues to not look like a freshman. In some regards, I think when he doesn't have like when he's not guarding the ball carrier on defense, sometimes I, I don't know if he's always standing in the right spot defensively. I think coaching will help that. I mean, Bruce Pearl puts such an emphasis on aggressive defense. I think he's going to change how he plays defense a little bit when he's not guarding the defender with the basketball. But offensively, 11 points, four of 10 from the floor. But I mean, he I don't love that eight of his 10 shots were threes. Don't know if anybody should be shooting eight threes. Just, just being real. But three of eight, like, that's not bad. Like, you take that. You take it, but I want Aiden kind of attacking the basket more. Three assists. I mean, solid outing for Aiden. No question about it. The four of ten looks bad. And then you're like, well, he shot eight threes and made three of them. I'm like that's that's okay. That's okay. Not great. But that's okay. Um, Trent saying fouls. Yes, uh, Trent talking about hey, fouls went down from nineteen uh, to nineteen from thirty-two the other night. One hundred percent. I mean, this wasn't as physical of a game, right? I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, I think the crew has something to do with it. But this was a, I mean, Auburn was playing against a basketball team that they were bigger, faster, stronger, just better shooters. All around, they were just better. They were better. With the exception of, who was that kid? They had a dude that went crazy. What was his name? Uh, Roger McFarlane. Roger, if you want to enter the portal this offseason, and come to Auburn, I would not be upset. (laughs) I would not be upset at all. That guy was crazy good. But outside of that guy, like, it it was just, they didn't have anything. They didn't have anything. So it it wasn't really a situation where Auburn needed to foul a lot, but you're right. You're right. And there were a few instances, like, you could tell Janai, particularly, it kind of seemed like he was trying not to, and he was really frustrated with himself. He got called for an over-the-back, foul that he was trying to argue which it was it wasn't over the back and i think when you're so much bigger than the guy that is trying to block you out or box you out it kind of makes it look worse uh, you're always going to get called for that um but still there you go there you go um yeah never screw with a winning streak yeah that's i'm glad that y'all care about my facial hair so much i had no idea i had no idea Um, Okay, other guys that stood out to me, Denver Jones late. Uh, I love that he made that three late because he was kind of cold shooting for the night, but he was really good with distribution. He had four assists and a lot of them were really setting up his teammates um, when they were wide open. So I love that because that's not really what you think when we talk about getting Denver Jones. You think about that true two, that true shooter. Can this guy be Bryce Brown type, you know, emphasis on on offense. And he had four really solid assists last night. I believe one of them was to KD that he got his first three. I I believe that's correct. Um, But all in all, I love that. And then there was just some subtle defensive plays, like when he was running and there was a fast break, southeastern um, Louisiana, it looked like an easy bucket. And Denver... Made such a smart veteran play by not going for the basketball, but just kind of running in front of him to throw off his um his speed. I love that. I love that. Don't risk the foul because he's probably going to score anyway. And then you altered his his attack and approach to the basket just enough. I I, I thought that was outstanding. A little something that doesn't really show up in the uh, in the stat sheet. So there we go. There we go. Um, My mother's calling out free throws. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really notice free throws. Um, No, 17 of 20. No, you take that. You take that for sure. 17 of 20 from the charity stripe. Absolutely. Clay Sharp, front of the program, says I look like a child. So thanks, guys. I'm never shaving again. Never shaving again, but thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for the support on all of that. Guys, I, I still want more from Jalen Williams. I just do. And he made he made two threes, which I love. I love that he made two threes. But man, I, I just I think he should be doing more in 21 minutes. He shot it seven times. His plus minus is always solid. Like he does some great stuff on the defensive side of the floor. I just think at this point, I want more offensively out of Jalen Williams, especially if he's going to shoot it seven times, which normally Jalen doesn't do that. That's where we're like, Jalen, shoot it more. Two for seven's not great. Two for seven's not great. In fact, you know, he went two of five from three, right? So, you know, the the two things, you know, his two shots close to the basket he missed. Auburn was really bad on layups, 11 of 22 on layups when they get close to the basket seemed like Katie Johnson was effective at that, and nobody else really was. I guess Jena Broom probably was too. It depends on how they categorize a the layup. but I just this was a sloppy game. You could tell Auburn was not hyped for this game from the get go. sloppy game all together. um all right, y'all uh y'all start dropping some questions or comments. We'll get to those in a second the The last thing that I thought would be an interesting talking point for this was the fact that, okay, late Southeastern Louisiana, trimmed the lead, they they cut into the deficit, it was a single-digit game with about, was that like eight-ish minutes to go? And it's like, okay, this is interesting, because then we instantly think back to what happened against Baylor, where Auburn had control of that game for a good chunk of it, and then Baylor started kind of getting momentum, and then Auburn couldn't really slow them down or do anything about it. Now, obviously, totally different, like totally different situation. Baylor's way better than Southeastern Louisiana. You're at home tonight. You're not in South Dakota, neutral site tournament game type field. Totally different thing. But if they would have come closer and Auburn only win this game, you know, by single digits, I do think the narrative is like, okay, can we not close for anything? What's going on? So I do think long term, you can make the argument that Southeastern Louisiana getting closer and Auburn kind of fighting them off. Maybe they learned something. Maybe the coaching staff learned which guys to use down the stretch. I don't know. I don't know. But I did notice that over the course because this the, the effort's going to be there. It's just they didn't really close against Baylor once again. Not a similar situation, but I do think I do think that's worth uh, mentioning. A few comments about Cheney, Cheney Johnson, and he's a guy that I thought would be more present on the offensive side of things he shot 11 times and like I I don't have a problem with that in this game and an SEC game going two for 11 like stop like stop shooting the basketball but I I think I think they want him to be involved I think they want him to get going and, and he looked good in the exhibition game so that that's kind of one where I'm a little surprised it's taken him This long to kind of get involved in the offense, but shooting 11 times and scoring four points is not good. Like that is not good. Did get 11 rebounds. I'll take that. I'll take that. But I thought he would be more of a presence on the offensive side of the floor. It sounds like a lot of you guys agree in the live chat as well. So, um, Jake asks, don't know if I'm liking the platoon rotation. Part to get into a rhythm. Yeah. We saw that against Baylor too, right? Where you'd have your starting five and then they'd take four guys out and leave Jani Broom in and they'd rotate the other four and then they'd, you know, slowly rotate it, people in and out after that. I think, Jake, ironically, the argument for a platoon is it's easy to get into a rhythm because you're playing with the same guys when that you platoon with. Like that's your unit, that's your like package to use football terms. But I'm with you. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of consistency with that. But I, I just have a hard time seeing Pearl playing this many guys in conference play. And somebody else asked a second ago. Uh, somebody asked about uh, Leor. Sam asked, why is um, Leo Berman getting minutes? And I, I, I don't have a great answer for that. I don't have a great answer for that. Um, he played two minutes. Like, is that worth talking about? I don't know, but I'm with you. He played, he played against Baylor too. So it's a worthy question. It's a worthy question. Gracie says I don't like Berman on defense. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think he's playing for defense, Gracie. That's just a hunch. I don't know that, but that's kind of been a thing since he's been here 10 years ago. So, all right. Um, How about... <laughs> How about Janai getting bullied by the slow Viking? And yeah, we all know who you're talking about there. I I, I don't I don't know if I'd say he was getting bullied, right? I mean, he kind of did whatever he wanted to offensively. Oregon, Wyoming. I mean, this is he went seven of twelve from the floor. Like he made all of his free throws. I I I don't know. I, I don't look at anything Janai Broom did tonight and say, yeah, that stunk. I just don't. I just don't. I think that was a good one. Uh OK. Storm says Jani has decent numbers, but why am I feeling that there's still something missing? Maybe I'm off on this. A lot of you guys are being critical of Jani Broom. I thought Jani looked great tonight. I opened my show talking about how smooth he's playing compared to how he looked a year ago. To me, he looks like a, a, a more fresh, a more spry form Of who we saw a year ago. And he kind of battled some injuries and he got hurt in the exhibition game. It seems like he's okay now. But to me, I I think Jedi looks a lot better. So am, am I off on this? Am I off on this? I don't know. I don't know. Conservative Cowboy says War Eagle. War Eagle, Conservative Cowboy. War Eagle. Gracie says, I like. Baker and KD tonight, great rebound game for Jay Will. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Williams does a lot of things well. I just want him to be a better scorer and a more consistent scorer than he is right now because he's capable of it. He's got the talent. Bruce Pearl loves Jalen Williams for all, like for a million different reasons. And like it's okay on nights where he scores, you know, nine points on his two shots because he does everything else. He actually only had three rebounds. It felt like he had more, but he only had three Chad Baker. Sure. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah, we're going to say saying Jalen only had three rebounds. Um, all right, cool. So one thing I want to ask you guys now, and it's been pretty well documented over the course of the non-conference schedule here. So Auburn heads up to Brooklyn They play Notre Dame, and then depending on if they win or lose, they'll either play Oklahoma State or St. Bonaventure, which is wild to me that's the name of a real school. St. Bonaventure. Where do you go to school? I go to St. Bonaventure. I don't know. It sounds like a mouthful. I go to Auburn. That sounds normal, right? Alabama A&M, and then Virginia Tech. And so I guess my question to y'all is, over these next few events, these next few non-conference events, let's look at the next five games. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State slash St. Bonaventure, Alabama A&M, and then Auburn participates in the ACC-SEC Challenge, where they host Virginia Tech, and then they play Appalachian State in um, on the road, which is kind of interesting. So what do you think the record will be over those next five games? While y'all are answering that, Sam says no mention of the Jumbotron man. Dylan Cardwell, weirdly enough, got that name from that weird Baylor broadcast uh, over the week. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Dylan, these are the types of games that Dylan Cardwell's awesome because he's like way bigger, way better, way stronger than the other center. It's like when he plays that much in conference play, where I'm like, ah, I don't, or like against Baylor earlier in the week. But yeah, Jumbotron Jumbo Man was great. He was great. He had a great slam from um, on an assist from Katie Johnson late that kind of held off a little bit of a run. So you certainly love that too. Clay Sharp's coming out swinging. If you don't like Jani, you don't know basketball. Clay Sharp, calm down. I love it. I love the passion. I love the passion, Clay. All right, Trent saying four and one over the next five. Barry is saying four and one. Gracie's bugging. She says 5-0. Gracie, I love it. I absolutely love the bug. My mom says 4-1, and one, so that's what I say. Way to go, mom. Storm says 5-0. and o. Sam says 3-2. and two. Come on, Sam. Come on. Come on. I'm thinking 4-1 and one as well. Um, I'm not going to act like I know a lot about Notre Dame, I'm, but the fact that it's in Brooklyn makes me and I, I talked to Bruce Pearl about this when he came on my show front of the front of the program, Bruce Pearl about how, you know, he really dressed up this non-conference and he, he jokingly said, I wish I was playing Notre Dame in South Dakota, just because there's going to be a lot of Notre Dame folks in Brooklyn. So that that's going to be probably, that's probably going to feel like a, a road game, even though it technically won't be, but once again, good experience, right? I mean, all of these types of situations is why you go, to Brooklyn to play Notre Dame and hopefully Oklahoma State. That's why you go to South Dakota to play Baylors because it's gonna kind of simulate tournament type situations when it really matters in a few months. So I love it. Um conservative cowboy. Is that your real name? Conservative cowboy? He's uh, he said four and one. <laughs> Floppy toppy says four and one. Jim says four and one. Arm data says five and zero. Oh. Yeah, so I, I think we're all kind of in the same boat here, except for Sam. Sam, Sam thinks Auburn stinks. I guess I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. But I, I think four and one as well. I, I love the opportunity to play Notre Dame, potentially Oklahoma State, and to play Virginia Tech. I mean, all of these Power Five teams. I think it's awesome because our non-conference schedule last year, on paper, it on paper it was bad but then when you look at it it's like auburn played a bunch of tournament teams cuz all the teams that they happened to play won their conference tournament so like it ended up being an okay schedule in, the, in hindsight but i love playing these power 5 teams i love it i love it um aj saying 5 and 0 oh, top 20 ranking interesting i interesting I don't don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if we'll be ranked if we do that. But I'm cool with it. Clay says six and over the next five. I'm all about it. Conservative Cowboy says that is his real name. I love it. Yeah, all right. So we're all kind of in the same page here. So what I want to see more of moving forward is just these guys continuing to mesh, right? This is still a new team. This is still a, a team that's getting used to playing with each other. And also, they got to figure out what they're doing with the point guard situation. And like somebody asked earlier, and I didn't, I wasn't able to get to it. But like, is Trey Donaldson going to start at point guard? And we're just going to rotate Aiden in. Like, I'm cool. I guess I'm okay with that. It doesn't really matter. We did that two years ago with the Walker and Jabbar year when we won the conference. Where like Zep would start, and then Wendell played more. I mean. That worked. We could do that again. Um, But, you know, Aiden played 22 minutes. Trey played 18. But Trey started. Does that matter? I don't know. I don't know. And if you're going to do the whole platoon thing and rotate guys in, like if you feel like Denver is such a big part of what you need to score and you take him off and bring Aiden on, like I get the argument for that. So you don't really have a drop off in production. and also. I think Trey's a better defender, and so in, in games where they've got a dynamic point guard, Trey's on them to start the game. I get I get it. I get the thought behind it. I just, I don't know if it's going to stay that way or not. I don't know. Because I assume that was that way going to Baylor because Aiden was kind of like day-to-day. We didn't know if he was going to play or not because he was in a boot, didn't play in the exhibition game and all that stuff, so um yeah, yeah. to Wyoming says great early season chemistry for a team with so many new pieces. Sure. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Gracie says we should be ranked. By the way, we played versus Baylor. Baylor is overhyped. I think we want Baylor to be good if we're trying to make a case for us to be ranked, right? We keep winning, we'll be ranked. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not worried about that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. All right. Cool. Give me a, if anybody's got any takes or questions, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up in the next few minutes here. Let everybody have a good Friday night. Thank y'all for stopping by. Please like this video. Subscribe helps the channel out a ton. Um, Trent says, well, you started now you shaved on a win. No more facial hair till we lose. So Trent, I think there's two ways this could go. I think there's two ways this could go. Do I not touch it until we lose? Or do I shave every day until we lose? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't know how this all works because I don't really shave that much. My wife hates it, by the way. My wife hates it when I shave. She thinks I look ridiculous and I really don't have an argument against it. I just don't. I don't. I got done and I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? I made a mistake. That's okay. All right. Guys, thank y'all so much for coming by. Really, really appreciate it. We will be live after every Auburn basketball game. And so the next one will be Thursday as Auburn hopefully takes down Notre Dame, but that will be in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Daryl will be back. Daryl's got some family stuff going on. Um, Hanging out with the kids. He didn't need to pass that up. He was super gracious and gave me plenty of heads up and, and all that. So he's the best. So we'll be back Thursday to recap Auburn. In Notre Dame, and also tell you everything you need to know about how the Legends Classic is set up. And so um, we'll probably know who we're playing at that point the following day. So we got, we'll got we have back-to-back shows Thursday and Friday. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So until then, click subscribe, like the video. There's a bonus episode of Locked on Auburn coming out Saturday morning. So much content. Please watch as much of it as you feel led to. In honor, to, uh, honor of Daryl Daprich, we all just got dapped.